Like it or not, you're a permanent new member. <laughs> well, we'll see if anyone wants to hear us have a chat. I, I, exactly. I, mean, I shared on uh, Telegram. Um, so, see if I can retweet it again. Is it only the three of us right now? Um, looks like it. Well, we just started, so. Yeah. Let's, I think let's, let's wait a bit until we get at least like one, two people, maybe. What do you guys think? Well, yeah, because there's no point us just talking to each other. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But yeah, how are you guys doing? Good, good. Look, uh, Merry Christmas, one day in advance. Yeah, happy holidays, guys. Yeah, and... uh, I I feel, Yusuf, it was a year ago that you got in touch with me about AADAO. Yeah, exactly. It was a year ago. Totally. Yeah, it was end of the end of December. Not yeah, like maybe like one let's say probably December fifteen around think, this area. Oh like, no, because I think I think I think I spoke with Better Future for the first time on like a call on Christmas Eve, I think. Oh. It was definitely yeah, Christmas yeah. Eve. So it's like yeah, you're right. Yeah. It's like a yeah, year yeah. to the day since we you you sort of first told me about Ada, which is funny. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Wow. Well, happy holidays and happy anniversary. Cool. Well, we've got an, an actual listener now, um, but we'll we'll keep kind of stalling until we get a few more people joining the space, and then um, and then we can start talking about twenty twenty three and you your go your plans for twenty twenty four. Hundred percent. Very excited about it, and. The on-chain vote is going well so far. We're close to reaching quorum. I think we're at 38.5% right now. Uh, still one more week to go for the vote. So, so far, so good. Just need to make sure that all the validators aren't off for Christmas, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Just sharing on some socials so we can uh get more people to join. Yeah, I'll just do the same right now. Yeah, so um, in terms of what we'll talk about, I think we'll start by running through kind of what you think the, you know, from your points of view, Yusuf and Johnny, what you think the kind of big wins across the last year have been. Um, And then we'll kind of move into, um, you know, learnings, future plans, kind of rfps you're looking to do next term all of that kind of good stuff and then um i've got a few kind of community questions for you and obviously if then we'll kind of open the floor to anyone else that wants to to ask anything um 
so yeah that should that's roughly our format it shouldn't be you know super long but obviously we can go for a while and and you know if people have questions i'm sure you guys will be up for answering stuff 100 percent. by the way for the audience uh this is uh this is yusuf all right let's start uh, benji i guess yeah brilliant okay so just for a little bit of context then um it was pretty much a round a year ago exactly today Yusuf first spoke to me about atom accelerator dow it was january february when it was sort of first um put on the forum and went on chain and the vote passed um and obviously at the moment there's a new proposal for a, a second mandate on the um uh, on chain at the moment which is voting on um but i guess you know for for those that haven't read the kind of full um end of mandate report that's available on the atom accelerator dow's website uh yusuf um first and then johnny would you both kind of give like maybe two three things that you think are kind of the big wins out of um the last year for atom accelerator dow and for the hub um by extension percent. thank you Benji, for the question so i think at a very conceptual level, I would say the first major win is EDAO itself as a fully funded, fully owned, fully aligned uh, organization with the Cosmos Hub. Uh, it is still, to this day, the, the only uh, organization uh, that is 100% fully uh, funded by the, by, by the Cosmos Hub. So that in itself, I would say, uh, is a win. Now, in terms of our own wins, I would say that the fact that the, we were able to bootstrap uh, the program uh, at such a rapid pace where we, uh, within six months, so we, our, our applications were open uh, only for six months and we were able to uh, you know, process above 200 applications. We founded uh, 59. Our, our objective in, in year one was to uh, fix the atom tokenomics and I would say that this is well underway now. Uh, I would say it is by far uh, our biggest win. It's not over, obviously. Uh, so the, the, research uh, the research phase is finished now with the three teams, RMIT, Blockworks Research, and Binary uh, having completed the research. Uh, and now we're entering the most interesting phase, which is uh, the governance phase, uh, which is obviously full of uncertainties. But uh, the, f the very first uh, the governance module, I mean, uh, research module from from binary builders is up for voting right now. Uh, curiously, it was uh, posted to propose to governance one day before our own uh, funding proposal. That's a pure coincidence. And so far, so good. 99%. Uh, yes, uh, quorum is uh, has been achieved and uh, the governance. So the, the, the module itself is uh, what we call the atom alignment treasury. It is um, a piece, an un unbiased piece of infrastructure, basically to allow for uh, trustless protocol on liquidity. So just to give an example, uh, the, the ADAO has um, helped bootstrap and is currently custodying uh, the, the first ever uh, protocol on liquidity. Um, that was directed by Stride uh, for the hub. So we deployed 450,000 Atom on Astroport um, within Neutron. So 
within the AEZ. And right now it is custodied by our multi-sig. When we build the Atom Alignment Treasury module along with TimeWave smart contracts, we will the hub will be able to deploy uh, as often as it likes protocol on liquidity in a trustless way, which is obviously a, a, a huge difference uh, than you know regular custodying on on a on, on a regular multi-sig. Uh, one other thing we're very proud of, and uh, Benji has obviously uh, played a major role in that is the the redirection of the neutron airdrop uh the unclaimed airdrop actually to um to the cosmos hub and the atom community pool so just as a reminder maybe bendy you, you should actually share something about that because you played a big role so i'll just let you maybe uh, give some context on uh how edao was the catalyst in uh, directing the the neutron airdrop to the atom community pool uh sure um so essentially when neutron first proposed uh being a consumer chain one of the things it did was it published its kind of tokenomics uh and within that it included the details on the airdrop and i want to say it was seven percent airdropped and then five percent within their lock drop and that was the kind of like community distribution um the original thing obviously you have to that you had to actively claim claim the airdrop it wasn't one that would be directly just sent to your wallet automatically um and be, partly because of the geo blocking of people in um the united states um plus just you know inactive wallets etc there was a provision in there for what would happen to the unclaimed airdrop now some chains like stride have the kind of continual airdrop where people continue to claim them but what neutron originally proposed was that this would move to their the neutron dow um sort of effectively their community pool um we were looking at at the proposal and um there was a conversation internally um and one of the things that you know i suggested really was that that allocation that was kind of minded for atom stakers should go to the atom community pool sort of as a kind of logical extension of okay well if the individual staker couldn't claim it at least it should be distributed to the to the to the hub and the stakers via this sort of extension of the community pool um so yeah we reached out to um the kind of neutron core team um they made the adjustments to the Genesis code, you know, pretty late in the day, I've got to admit. So there was an element of they were um, concerned about this. And, you know, there were a number of possibilities for how it could be technically implemented. And one of the initial ones that we supported was effectively that, again, the money might have been sent to our multi-sig and then from there straight into the community pool. Thankfully, we didn't need to do that. Um, and I think that the kind of value of this to the um, hubs community pool stands somewhere between 40 to 50 million sort of dollars on the current price of Neutron. Um, so, yeah, a per, you know, from my point of view, that felt like a, you know, a personally a, a big win for the hub. Um, Johnny, would do you want to just outline a couple of things that you think are kind of big successes from the last year? I think uh, Yusuf did a pretty good job of highlighting everything. So I'm just basically reiterating, just having a dedicated team that's uh, focused on the hub itself. Um, and this played a huge role, for example, being a representative and, and uh, funding uh, Cosmoverse, right? Sponsoring Cosmoverse um, 
CryptoCito last on the last one said that you know the Cosmos Hub booth was basically empty. There wasn't anybody there to represent it and just outline what what future changes are coming for the hub or or just steer the ship essentially. Um, additionally, I think Dora Hacks was a massive success. We recently just had a Twitter space with them, and they had some uh, you know major announcements there. But um, yeah, like a major win is just attracting the talent to come back to the hub. Um, Cosmos as an ecosystem is very fragmented and very distributed, but since Cosmos Hub itself doesn't have, you know, Cosmosm or smart contracts, um, one of our, I, I say, one of our greatest accomplishments is just bringing more uh, development interest into the hub so we can, you know, uh, continue to add value to it. I would also add, Benji, you know, we try to go by vertical and address critical vertical. So one, uh, so we, we talked about tokenomics, obviously the, the, the value there is can be tremendous, especially in a bull market. Um, we also played, I think, a decisive role in shared security. You know, security is one of the, the hub's biggest most, moat. Uh, so we made, uh, we actually funded the development of uh, mesh security with Osmosis grant program, Juno, Axelor, and, and, um, and Akash. Um, the development is going well. Uh, we'll have some news uh, in Q1, so basically in a few weeks uh, with, with regards to deployment. We also added uh, a core team to the to uh, replicated security uh, within the, the testnet. So it, now, like because we added Crypto Crew to uh, to help onboarding consumer chains, informal is not. Uh, alone anymore so you know we can refer to it as further decentralizing the pool of contributors the pool of co-contributors to ics and i think that's extremely important if we want uh, ics and aez as as a product and as a service uh, to be successful you need multiple contributors so um, crypto crew is uh, a respected validator a respected ibc earlier and uh, they're going to handle uh, all things uh, that matter that that, um, that deal with testnets uh, for for replicated security chain. So we're very excited about that. Uh, so that's shared security. On, uh, on I think we we made some big strides on events and media. And again, uh, to to Johnny's point, the hub never had the representative. So just the fact that there is someone that you can you know quote unquote quote unquote call on the phone and get get a response. Is a big win in itself, and so that allowed us to be the main sponsor uh, at Cosmoverse. We uh, started advertising and uh, publishing research on on Misari, uh, opening up uh, an entire new audience of uh, sophisticated retail investor, uh, extremely sophisticated uh, institutional investors, um, this being distributed as well on 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 major platforms like CNBC and Bloomberg, so that was a big win. Um, Johnny mentioned the Dora Hack Hackathon. I think it was the the first ever uh, hub centric hackathon, and then we aligned ourselves as well with another media brand, uh, one of the largest in crypto, which is Blockworks, with uh, with the sponsorship of one of their podcasts, Zero X Research, but also by assigning by giving them. A grant uh, to work on 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 the atom economics. Uh, so that what that would be some of the wins. Uh, we've had others, but let's just move to 
to your next question, Benji. Yeah, well, I, I was going to mention a couple, one other element, which was I think that the there are a number of grants for um, DApps on Neutron. Um, so things like um, Shogun, um, things like Calc, um, for example, and AstroVault, all of which either have like revenue that would come back to the hub or token allocations that kind of uh, kind of equivalent to the amount of the grant. And I think that that was, from my point of view, another one of the kind of uh, wins that we achieved was by finding additional revenue streams for the for the hub and kind of in trying to do grant making that also kind of came with long term alignment, um, which I think is really helpful. So. Um, you know, I know that that it's quite hard to reduce a year a year down to to that, but there are some sort of headlines, and I would strongly encourage anyone here just to go to the website and check out the full end of mandate report because there's a lot of work in there, and it's well worth a read. Um, I think that you know, obviously, no one would expect a startup to be perfect. Um, I know from personal experience that we definitely had some challenges but i wonder what you guys would sort of say is like you know one or two of the kind of biggest learnings and, and obviously with the view of you've got a proposal on chain at the moment what have you what have you kind of done to to deal with those and i wonder if um johnny just partly because of your role having been on oversight whether it might be worth just kicking off with some of your thoughts yeah yeah sure um so uh first of all our original proposal our signaling prop uh, we made a lot of changes you know there was a, a huge feedback from the community uh positive and negative which contributed to us uh you know revamping a lot of stuff and uh now we have a much stronger application i would say uh but uh just start off from the beginning uh there's just been like a huge appetite for the outside world for a designated designated representative of the hub as you said said right so uh learning is really just that the idea of an AA DAO itself, it, it, it's great moving forward, whether, you know, it's same team members or not. Um, a, another huge learning, since this was a pilot program year for AA DAO, uh, part-time model didn't really work for us. Um, we got overwhelmed with a lot of applications, a lot of people reaching out. We didn't just process applications. Uh, we were essentially stewards of multi-state management. We were representatives. Uh, when people came to us to, you know, ask where to build on, on Cosmos, what to develop, right? We were essentially like representatives of, of a lot of things. Um, but uh, additionally, um, you know, being at Oversight, uh, got to engage a lot with community members on Telegram. And uh, they want a voice in some of uh, AADAO uh, matters, essentially. So being more uh, transparent, more communicative with them and listening to their concerns is definitely something that uh, we are going to uh, do more of. Um, just being a community-owned DAO is, is very difficult when we start because we have our ideas, community has their ideas. Sometimes we, we may disagree, so it, it's difficult finding that sweet spot and middle ground uh, to you know uh, do things effectively. Um, and then uh, additionally, I would say uh, just collaborating further with uh, key hub stakeholders like Informal. Um, we had some, you know, grants that were uh, building on the uh, the Cosmos uh, core modules, uh, like for example, Dread Secure, and uh, 
they, the, the thing is, we didn't factor in the governance aspect of it. And when you are trying to implement something to the core hub itself, uh, you know, some developers may, may provide different feedback and, you know, may not vote for it. So uh, right now we're working with uh, Informal for a Cosmos hub improvement proposal where uh, people that want to build on Cosmos SDK um, and that have to go on the governance essentially just go through a pre-screening uh, trial um, and, and, you know, like, like a, a training uh, method and to, to really evaluate to see if like if they're fit you know to implement changes on the hub and if that's the case then they can, can go ahead and apply with us and we can move forward um so those were like uh some of the big learnings um, um so and, and then going back to the part-time model um something that we're doing is like um i was part of oversight which had to you know for me manage you know over 30 teams uh, after batch seven uh, we're switching to full-time reviewers where we process applications and, you know, the teams that win, we essentially see them through the entire uh, process itself and uh, keep up with them uh, with their milestones, their KPIs, and report to oversight and report to AADAO itself. So it's going to be a much more efficient and scalable process. That sounds that sounds great. Um, Yusuf, um, have you got anything that you would like to add around sort of the challenges and learnings across the year? And I know that we had quite a lot of it. <laughs> I mean, Johnny has done a pretty good job uh, at describing those learnings. I would maybe add or double down on how difficult it is to um, to build. I can't hear I call... Yusuf at the moment. Okay, can you hear me now? I can hear you. Yeah, can you hear me? Uh, Johnny, can you hear me or Bendy? I, I, I can hear you, you said. It might, it might be Bendy on this side. Yeah. Oh, it's, so, it seems like it's me that can't. Oh, um, okay. I'm going to... Yusuf, keep talking and I'll drop and come back. Okay, sounds good. I would say, so going back on the challenges and the learnings, you know, I, I, I always say, said that... Uh, Building a startup is extremely hard, but building a decentralized startup on top of it being community owned is probably one of the hardest things to do. It's been uh, it's been tough um, to, especially with the model like Johnny mentioned, where we had sixty five percent of the workforce being part time. Uh, so we 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 struggled uh, with uh, I would say variable engagement from 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 our from DAO contributors, and so that's why we're moving to a, to a full time model next year. I mean, one other challenge is just the the opportunity cost because we you can you cannot structure everything you want with the grant program. So sometimes you would just see opportunities pass by. Uh, opportunities to get to make deals on 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 behalf of the, the 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 cosmos hub and the and the atom community and so that's why next year we're you know we're uh, up leveling our skill set when it comes to uh to technical matters so we're hiring we're hiring uh, uh, a technical product manager we're hiring a grant lead to and we're hiring a full-time developer and potentially also uh uh, a DevRel to help with the uh, with the IBC channels, for example, within uh, within the hub. 
And so that's, I think, is, is, is going to tremendously uh, help us. We were not equipped to make a strategic uh, funding allocation. And so that's one big learning that we have. And we'll you know, get to talk about it for uh, our plans for next year. But I can you know, quickly share uh, a few words where next year we want to be much more uh, strategic and intentional. So move move with intention with regards to how we allocate funds, and so that means that we're going to be much more aggressive, and we're going to increase uh, the budgets towards what we call RFPs and high priority grants. So in year one, we only had one RFP, which was obviously the most important one, the economics RFP. Uh, it took significant resources from AADAO, and we were just not equipped to do more than that. Uh, but in year two, we are revamping the grant program itself so that we can allocate more funding um, to, to, to strategic RFP. And that, that means also uh, having a skill set, better skill set on the research side. And so that's why uh, a resource like a technical product manager, someone who can do uh, deep research, engage uh, with the community, gather feedback, and then prioritize a roadmap of uh, important things to work on is going to be very important. Fantastic. I guess that brings us really to sort of talking about plans for next year. Um, I think, you know, as you've sort of said, um, there was a lot of kind of pent up desire from builders for support. And we had a huge number of applications uh, in that first year uh you know over 200 and i think it was a lot of value in having kind of open grants but as you say sort of uh you're looking to be more intentional run more um requests for proposal kind of projects and sort of things what do you in terms of sort of thinking about the year ahead obviously i think things are feeling significantly more bullish than a, a year ago but um what are the, you know you talked a little bit about some of the kind of key verticals for for the hub over the last year, what do you think those kind of um, broad areas that you're going to be looking to to support and grow are going to be? Very, very good question. So in year one, the challenge was that the hub lacked a compelling narrative. And that was a big challenge uh, because it's, it's very difficult to know exactly how to allocate your capital and your funding when you don't know what is the direction of the hub. And so it's basically first thing first. And so that's why we work on the, 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 the economics RFP to all convene around a shared narrative and the direction. And it seems that within the realm of this economics RFP, uh, we've, the committee seems to have found its true note, north. It's too early to tell, but it seems that the narrative the winning narrative is going to be not easy, but atom, which is at the atom economic zone, but uh, atom as the interchain money, the money of the interchain, the money of the IBC economy. And so now that we know that, it's going to be much easier to draft those uh, highly targeted RFP. So I'll just give you an example. Uh, right now, there is a, a huge issue with uh, relayers operations. So relayers. Um, basically are the ones who are uh, exchange, not exchanging, but tra tra transmitting value across IBC. So anytime you want to uh, 
cross a chain from going from one IPC chain to the other, uh, you, you need you need builders. So they're a, a core and essential piece of the IBC infrastructure. And right now they're operating at loss. There is no incentives for them. And most of them are already validators. So they cover it at loss and basically address it as a public good. But obviously this is not a sustainable model. So right now on the, on the Cosmos Hub governance, uh, you would see that there is a prop called Prop 862 to basically bootstrap a very, you know, an early pilot, let's say, called the Relayer DAO uh, that is made from, uh, it's a multi-sig of five validators that are also uh, very deeply involved in railway operation. But I think that there is here a, a massive opportunity for, for Atom to position itself as money by basically encouraging Atom as gas token for for those uh, those IBC relayers, and you know there are a few ways to to explore that. It could be that um, the 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 payout for relayers could be a percentage of the transaction fee itself. That transaction fee can be paid in Atom. So we want to explore how we can increase Atom utility as gas token at the infrastructure level. Uh, if we reach a point where relayers a preferred currency to get paid uh, is Atom, then obviously that's a big win. Uh, so that's that's one vertical. Um, I think Atom uh, as money uh, has has a shot outside of Cosmos uh, right now. Uh, nothing is done. So I just like we we need to do more initiatives where we position Atom as the international money outside of Cosmos by basically. Um, pushing for uh, Atom as preferred collateral and Atom as capital assets, uh, multiple, you know, Solana DeFi application, Ethereum DeFi application uh, that are constantly adding new collateral types. And Atom right now is just not considered because no one is representing, uh, no one is representing it. Uh, so we're very excited by this one. And um, on our strategy committee, we have Riley from Stride, uh, who's a superstar, uh, uh, in DeFi was a very keen uh, and sharpened vision, and he's going to be decisive basically in exporting out Atom outside of uh, of Cosmos in the DeFi space and crafting that narrative of of Atom as money. Uh, one other thing that we want to explore uh, is the hub as an IBC router. Uh, so you know, it was, uh, I would say. People talked about it, and uh, companies contributors talked about it, but it just never happened. But if we're trying to extrapolate Cosmos within the next five years, and assuming that IBC keeps growing, the growing the the way it grows, uh, it's just a question of very logic, very logical that you can have multiple uh, routers. You cannot have just one router, uh, and those direct uh, channels, those direct IBC channels, are not the best way to 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 scale IBC, and so. Uh, I think that there is a lot to be doing in uh, the hub as an as an IBC router, and we're very excited about that. Other verticals that can still push the the atom as uh, as money narrative are targeted initiatives with wallets. So we already done a lot uh, in year one with uh, Mystic Lab uh, bringing um, bringing MetaMask to to Cosmos through the the Snap product. We also uh, worked with. Uh, uh, Leap Wallet to uh, to build custom solutions that favor 
atom as 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 gas, uh, and we're very like we're very motivated to keep doing that in year two and and keep nurturing and and further nurturing the relationship with those wallets because their their place within the crypto space is absolutely critical, and so we need to make sure that we have excellent relationship on atom side to push again for atom as gas, but not only just like also on 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 ramp off ramps all those things where atom needs to be first front and center to reinforce that narrative of of uh, of atom as the gateway asset and atom as uh, as uh, as money and then other ideas i'm i'm personally very i thought that uh sunny's uh vision uh is very compelling for the hub so for those that are you know uh, that haven't been followed following what uh, Sonny has been talking about Sonny is and that's not the good news it's it's not uh, mutually exclusive with atom as money Th those visions complement perfectly Sonny is basically saying that atom has a shot at uh, becoming the third uh, largest capital asset in the world after BTC and it and uh, by playing by doubling down on two of its, uh, uh, let's say, superpowers, which is how vibrant the on-chain governance of the hub is. I think it, it is potentially the largest and most vibrant uh, community uh, that deals with governance in, in the entire crypto space. And then the other point is just how decentralized the hub is. Uh, I mean, just think about it that for, for example, what happened with with Prop 82 and 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 that and Atom 2.0, that that's something that is, uh, yes, it does have a lot of drama, but it, it is unique and it just showcases how decentralized that. So if we can find uh, products that we can build on top of those two primitives that are on-chain governance and decentralization, and match that with Atom as money, then I think sky's the limit. And Sonny was mentioning that Atom has the potential to be a, a, a top five or a top three token. And I fully agree with that. And we we need to build more around that. And so, for example, Effort Capital, BlockWorks Research, um, one of their uh, research module is on uh, the, uh, establishing a, a voting power tax. I'm personally in favor. Not everyone, the largest validators are probably not going to like that. But I think it's extremely positive and needed if we want to further decentralize. We, we absolutely need to preserve uh, and double down on the decentralization of the hub. That's how uh, the hub is going to win long term. So that's those are just a few ideas. Maybe Johnny wants to uh, bring, uh, yeah, share his view. I, I want to just uh, include anything that utilizes Atom really. So even you know, for example, more Atom-backed stablecoins, deploying Atom across uh, you know outside of the IBC ecosystem. Um, it, all of all of those uh, a couple along with what you said you know tie up together for like Adam as a money narrative not just interchain money um i i, I think what sunny called it is like uh, the most decentralized uh, governance uh, chain in, in in crypto and i've been doing decentralizing further on on the the validator stakes um, and voting um preserving that and strengthening it um and working on any type of application that fully utilizes Atom as, as money is, is, is the right direction, uh, personally. Uh, and then additionally, like, like uh, you have mentioned with uh, Atom as a gas token, like 
you know, this is a, such a huge uh, problem that is solved in, in the IBC ecosystem because people that come to, you know, I have a lot of people from Ethereum, Solana that message me privately and say, hey, how do I get onto this chain or what token do I need, right? If, if we had one one central token for, for this, and I know central is kind of like the opposite of what we're talking about, but in terms of the uh, user interface, you know, having just Atom as, as your gateway token to the Cosmos ecosystem where you can pay for gas or you can swap for anything, it, it, it just makes so much sense um, and makes everything more composable. One thing that I would like to add, Benji, um, just a quick, uh, someone has raised his hand to, to, uh, to talk. We will give you uh, uh, an opportunity to talk as soon as we finish, you know, as Benji finishes his question, we'll open up the floor to to community questions. So thank you. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, we'll, we'll try and keep things moving. Um, I, you know, difficult because we're trying to talk about a whole year's worth of work and future vision for the future. But I you know and appreciate people will want to chime in and we'll definitely make sure there's time at the end for questions. Um, so in terms of obviously, one of the things you said, Yusuf, was looking to kind of um almost sort of spend you know spend more in terms of these kind of targeted initiatives but i just wondered obviously as soon as you say spend more people will be thinking oh no the price of atom is going to go down sort of roughly and i appreciate this may be a difficult question what kind of scale in terms of return on investment would you say year one had because i think that may provide some comfort for people when they're thinking about there's going to be more spending in in year two yeah, very good question. So I would say, and I mentioned it at the beginning of, uh, of the space, is I think the, uh, the most underrated um, return on investment that we brought is just ourselves, basically. Just having a fully functional uh, grant program uh, that is fully owned, community-driven. Uh, I think that in itself, and having a representative, uh, having a representative for the hub, I think that in itself is a massive win. Because we, there were so much low-hanging fruits that were not processed because we, people didn't know who to talk to within, in, in the hub. And that was a big problem. Uh, I'll just give you an example. Like when uh, that, that first uh, protocol on liquidity that, de that we deployed on behalf of the hub and Stride on Astroport, uh, I mean, it could have happened without us, but it would have been more, more difficult. And the fact that we were there uh, an elected representative of the hub. So a team that has legitimacy uh, is something that was very important to achieve. And then, so for, for those people talking about what is the return on investment, well, the most obvious one, and again, people will debate whether uh, we were fully uh, in control or if it would have happened without us. But again, I'm repeating the, the, the neutral airdrop, right? Which is right now, uh, worth close to $50 million. So I, I think that right now, if you go on MinScan and you look at the Atom community pool, the neutron shares are higher than the amount of Atom that we had. So we have like $45 million of neutron and maybe $42 million of, of Atom. So that, that was a big, win, uh, a big win for us. And then just basically, we were able to lay the foundation in year one for something uh, even more successful in year two, where you know we can build on our achievements in year one and become much more targeted, much more focused, much more much more granular. Um, so, and you know, in terms of revenue shares, like one thing that we've been exploring uh, that we've seen in year one, and I think Benji, you were as well heavily involved in that, 
and that's I think underrated. It's it's difficult to know those deals that we made in year one. So Shogun, uh, Astrovolt, and uh, MetaMask Snaps. It's difficult to know if they can yield results, but uh, what is certain is that it gave it gave us a lot of. Uh, we learned a lot in structuring those deals. We we learned a lot about our gaps, and one thing that we want to do, and it's actually on chain uh, within the proposal, is for 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 uh, for AADAO to become uh, a revenue generator for uh, the hub. So making deals on behalf of the hub, sending them to the Atom Committee pool, and um, have a take fee for us so that we can start becoming self-sustainable financially. And so I think that in year two, what we want to do in addition to those targeted RFPs that are more intentional in terms of allocating capital is to uh, strike more deals with high quality uh, players in the space to generate revenue for 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 the hub. Uh, and so I, I would say year two is gonna be very different from year one because we have that experience now and we learned a bit about uh, what traps we should avoid when we make this on behalf of the hub. What kind of resources do we need? So I, I would say that the Atom, the Atom Committee should expect more of those deals uh, in the future, and we hope that they will uh, they will be uh, successful. But you know, it's it's a difficult question, and, and and you've been mentioning it multiple times, Benji, which is that right now. 50 40 to 50 of the grants that we gave during the first mandate have not gone through completion so it, it is very difficult to 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 measure uh, a specific return on investment because they're not finished but i think that the the uh, there is like a, a soft effect which is that there is now a, 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 a grant program that is that is there that is uh, that is getting recognition um, outside contributors from Cosmos and other Cosmos chains know that they now have uh, uh, a team to, to talk to. So that's, I think, severely uh, uh, underrated. Uh, and then obviously, when we talk about the return on investments on, on tokenomics, where uh, on, on the hub, uh, on our own program, sorry. Well, the tokenomics RFP, uh, uh, we're entering, like I mentioned, the governance phase. And, you know, for example, the, the, the reduction in the max inflation you know, we, it, that was somehow involved because one of the co-sponsors uh, was Effort Capital uh, from Blockworks, who is the, 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 the lead researcher on the tokenomics grant. So, you know, we're already starting to see those effects. And if we're able to uh, fix, you know, tokenomics and improve the tokenomics of, of, of the hub and Atom, uh, we're talking billions of values of added values. Not we're not talking dozens of millions. We're talking billions, and this is only the beginning. And we made everything possible. It was our very first RFP. We did it in March or in April of of 2023. We saw that as a priority because we wanted to be ready. We wanted Atom to be ready when the bull market starts. And I don't know if we're going to be 100% ready, but we're getting there. And those. Uh, those governance proposals from Blockworks and and Binary and RMIT are hitting the floor now, and it's going to accelerate within the next three to six months. And if we can have everything completely locked within the next six months, then you know we're up for a, a great bull market for Atom, which is exactly 
what we want. So we, we, we're just basically laying the ground to make sure that Atom is in a, is in a better spot. Uh, and so it's not just about in the short term pumping the Atom price, but it's also, again, about laying the foundation for a successful, uh, for a successful hub uh, in a sustainable way. I think sustainability here is very, uh, is very important. Thank um, I know that one of the, um, so, you know, the ROI was a question that the community had asked, definitely. Um, a, a couple of other ones, and we'll be quick because then we can open the floor up to others. Um, one was just around sort of what's the, there's obviously a proposed bonus structure in the new proposal. Um, so kind of almost like what are the criteria for that being paid out? And then the other one um, really is, was around how can you know how is AA DAO going to open the doors more for community? You've talked about recruiting some roles. How how are you going? You know, obviously, I think the community would would like to be able to kind of you know see roles and apply for them. And certainly, my own personal experience is that you know I think there are people out there like myself who are involved in the community who would actually hopefully be able to provide value, and we should find routes to that happening. So I just wondered if you could very briefly answer those two points around the bonus and around recruitment, and then we can move to hopefully um, taking questions from the floor. 100%. So let's start with the second question, which is uh, community involvement. I think from what I've seen on the forum, this was the main critic around the ADAO. So not, uh, we're not criticized on the quality of our grants or the way we're signing grants, but mostly criticized on the fact that uh, we didn't involve enough the, the Atom community in what we were doing. And that's a comment that is extremely fair. Uh, I mean, if we are owned, if we, if we say publicly, right, that we're owned by the hub, uh, then obviously we need to be more inclusive of, of, of the, the community members. So th this comment is very well taken and one uh, decisive step that we're taking, uh, you know, our oversight was criticized because it was self-appointed. Uh, and so in year two, what we intend to do, and we will honor this commitment, it's already on chain and everything that is on chain and has been voted is, has a, a, a extreme uh, value and we have to commit to, to, to doing it, is opening up the oversight committee to one elected ATOM committee member. And that's gonna be, I think, a huge positive for the hub and also for AEDAO, because frankly, what uh, what we want is to have as much legitimacy as possible. And so if having an oversight member elected directly by the Atom community helps with that regard, that's a, that's a huge plus for, for, for us. And so uh, as soon as we get back from the holidays, uh, our oversight is gonna start the process we don't know exactly uh, how the process is going to look like, but it's it's likely that we're going to follow what Osmosis did when they selected their canonical bridge. So they basically had four different bridges, so gravity, axular, wormhole, etc., and they all went on chain. And the you know the the bridge with the with the highest turnout and the highest vote outcome just won the the contract and so we would likely do the same um and make sure that we're ready to spearhead the process from from a to z from start to completion 
um, just to make sure that everything runs smoothly. And you know, we'll potentially create a topic on the forum, on the Cosmos Hub forum, having candidates on the oversight, candidates for the oversight, uh, talk about their, their program and how they intend to represent the highest interest of the hub within ADAO. Uh, it's gonna be a great, I think, democratic exercise that shows again, the strength of the Atom on-chain governance. So that's one thing that we're doing on um, giving a voice uh, to the community, a direct voice. Um, other thing that we're doing, because we're migrating to Dow Dow, um, the oversight, the oversight power is not just going to be uh, a social power, like uh, because the oversight. It's also it's also going to be encoded on chain with uh, a, a veto power and a power to discontinue any grant or to cancel any expense. Um, because in Dow Dow you have the possibility to build an approval flow. Um, the, the oversight will be represented in all transactions uh, of EDAO having the, the possibility to, to, to veto any uh, transaction. And so it's not just about uh, a social contract within EDAO like it was in year one, where the oversight and Johnny can, uh, can, you know, can talk about it, where you know, a grant was discontinued uh, by the oversight. Uh, now it's also moving on-chain with, uh, with on-chain uh, on powers. So that's that's the, the the second question. On the first question, which is uh, the bonuses, um, you know, obviously, like anytime you talk about bonus, you will see uh, people raising questions and concerns, and that's that's perfectly fine. Uh, they have a right to 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 get answers to this to their question. So the way we're structuring that is roughly eighty percent of the bonus. Um, will be going to uh, performance-based metrics, and then 20% uh, will be going to retention. So why performance and why retention? So uh, let's start with retention. Uh, again, we, what, we've, what, what we've noticed in year one is that part-time contributors uh, have a variable level of engagement. And look, we are in a competitive market, and the bull market is about to start. And we want to make sure that we retain our best elements. Uh, and so that retention bonus, basically, only people who were in the DAO, in a DAO for 12 months will be eligible. So that means that the bonus is not going to be paid uh, until at least February, which is 12 months since we started uh, a DAO. Uh, that's, that's a way to, to, to retain our, our best talents. Uh, our, um, and then the other part is the performance part. So the performance part is split in two parts. There is the collective performance, so the team performance, which is 50% of the 75% uh, performance. And then there is the individual part, which is another 50%. So those numbers can change. It could be 40, 60, or 60, 40. Like that, that's something that we're going to be discussing uh, with our oversight. Uh, but basically, we want to make sure that uh, a big chunk of the performance uh, is at the team level because what Atom committee members care about, they don't care about individual performance, whether I perform or whether John is perform or whether there's another ADAO member. What they want is the team to perform. And so that's why we're, the, 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 the bonus allocation is gonna be more biased toward team performance rather than individual performance. One other thing that is very important to mention, those bonus, they're not 
they're not automatic they're not guaranteed uh we're thinking about um most of the bonus will be paid if you exceed uh expectation so you will have some kind of bonus if you meet obviously if you don't meet expectation if you're below expectations obviously you're not getting anything uh if you're meeting expectation you're getting some of it uh and if you're exceeding expectation that's where you know you are in position to receive the maximum allocation but i would be very surprised that we distribute the entire uh pool of bonus which is 100,000 atoms just because there are so many uh you know conditions so i would just give you the condition maybe the team is not going to be rated uh above expectation maybe the team is going to be rated uh, at meet expectation and then individual members are going to exceed expectation and and th th there are so many like ways to see that so many variables that it's almost impossible to distribute the the entire bonus pool the the, the the goal is not to distribute the entire bonus pool and then also it's so it's also it's also a question of fairness it's like seeing people complaining about that but like if a dao is is performing and delivering value like don't you think that it may be deserved that that bonus it's representing the interest of the hub it's working members are working extremely hard uh and you need a way to align a DAO with the future of the hub and the best way to do that is through a token allocation that i mean we're not reinventing the wheel here like other ecosystems other l1s other dApps, uh protocols DeFi, etc they're all doing that with the contributors so i don't see why it would be different with the with the Cosmos Hub, which is, you know, a $4 billion economy today, a $4.5 billion economy, and we are the only core team. So if you're not giving a token allocation to the core team, then what are you doing? I think it's just common sense. Uh, thank you for that, Youssef. Um, sort of at this stage, I think it would be great to just, you know, I, I can't unfortunately say, I think, if anyone does put their hands up, but if, if people do, then we can obviously get them up on on stage um certainly just looping back on the kind of community engagement point of view as, as someone who's no longer involved with the dow um I, you know i would strongly urge anyone um you know if you've if you've had the inclination to turn up and listen to this space you're probably someone who could put a useful contribution towards the atom accelerator dow and certainly you know my personal view is that um if you don't you know if you care about atom and you care about the hub what the hub really needs is it needs people that care to contribute because unlike a lot of ecosystems where there are foundations and where there are core teams there basically isn't you know that entity to do that on behalf of the hub um yes there is informal systems Yes, I suppose the ICF exists, and yes, all in bits exists, but you might as well not count them. Uh, you do have crypto crew that have been onboarded by AADAO. You have AADAO that is elected. Um, you had uh, Confio that got some funding from the hub, and you have Notional that have been funded by the hub. But ultimately, that isn't enough for an ecosystem of the hub size. And I do think the more that people put up their hands and, and kind of get involved, the absolute better for the, for the whole space. Um, and I can also sort of, you know, the last, the nine months that I spent working um, for Atom Accelerated Hour were an absolute pleasure and a real honor to do. Um, so I would absolutely advocate anyone who is at all interested to 
to do it and obviously reach out to the team and speak to them. Um, they'll be able to give you insight, but equally, if you want to speak to me about my experiences and, you know, it, it must sound odd that someone who's not involved anymore would say, go and do it, but I strongly would. So if anyone wants to, you know, ask me any questions about that, feel free to do that, you know, slide into my DMs. That's fine. Um, have we got anyone with their hands up? Uh, we do. We have uh, Alpha Omega, I think. Like, I'm not seeing oh, able to see the full name. Please take the stage, uh, Alpha. You're most welcome to ask a question. Yeah, thank you. Uh, um, uh, it's Thomas of Alpha Omega Energy. Alpha Omega Energy is my startup. Uh, I have a breakthrough clean energy technology startup. So it's a hardware. I manufacture generators. Uh, fuel cell is what we're commercializing first. And we make electricity and then sell the electricity. And uh, uh, we got uh, our early funding, uh, which we got some funding. We did not get a VC round. It was just some some Bitcoiners that we met and, and they funded us. And then uh, they asked us to build a, a, a Ethereum mining data center. And, and we did that. And uh, so now I'm interested to uh, mine Bitcoin with uh, my electricity. And I want to put my startup on the blockchain. So I'm looking at these different uh, platforms, uh, Pulse Chain and uh, uh, these others. Uh, I, I've now heard of uh, the AVAX system. And I just ran across this, this Atom Accelerator. It sounds interesting. Uh, I'm, not, I'm not really looking for a grant, though, of course, uh, probably everybody would say, "Wow, w wouldn't that be nice?" Uh, I'm much more looking for investment. Uh, more, tr you know, I uh, came from Silicon Valley, left. I'm building in Southeast Asia, uh, where it's much cheaper and uh, very light regulation over here. So I'm very interested to hear more about your guys' uh, program. And uh, was about to apply for the Binance uh, program. They have a Founders Track and then an accelerator also. So I'm looking. To learn more about these and, and hoping to uh, launch a token and maybe do an airdrop, this kind of thing. <clears throat> I don't come from a coding background. Uh, I'm an engineer, electrical, mechanical, and uh, physicist, etc. So I'm from this uh, this space. Uh, highly awarded, won 13 international awards, won uh, Techstars events in Asia, won the Cambodian uh, National Startup Fair, and uh, a few big other uh, startup fairs. Uh, slush Tokyo, Slush uh, Singapore, uh, and another big one we were, we were awarded at. So um, very soon we're going to have our generator out on video and be showing that everywhere as much as we can. So uh, would really like to maybe have a Zoom call with you guys <laughs> and see, uh, you know, what we might be able to to do. I'm interested to take a look at all options and, and see what can be done. Yeah, well, thank you for... Uh... Thank you for the comment and your, your question. Uh, I guess if you're looking to build, because AADAO is mostly about the hub and you know beyond the, the, the overall interchain that we call Cosmos. Uh, so if this is your intent to explore more, uh, super happy uh, to get uh, either me or one of the other AADAO team members to, to be on a call with you. That's, uh, that's, that would be a, a pleasure, 100%. Yeah, I, I think it would be best for us to to do it on on one of these platforms into an existing community like this, uh, I think that that would be best, and that's just what I'm used to as well. Coming from Silicon Valley, you know, uh, most of it's done in some kind of community or ecosystem that's really ideal where there can be, you know, I mean, as many people, there's a lot more connections, 
uh, together and collectively in this kind of environment than just 100% going it on your own. And, and of course, uh, many business people do that on their own, and that's fine too. But but in this uh, blockchain world, um, uh, especially if you're if you're not uh, coding, then uh, I, and with these massive communities that there are. Uh, it, it makes a lot of sense if there is uh, some support network there to uh, plug into that and then everybody work together uh, for mutual well, benefit. Just, I, I think that has a lot of strategic advantages. Sorry for cutting across. Um, as this is probably sort of slightly off topic, I'm sure you guys can can pick this up. I think this is an interesting thing in general, though, in the sense that it is the kind of uh, um, slightly tangential thing that happens for what um, Johnny and Yusuf were talking about earlier on, where, you know, someone is interested in Cosmos in general. How do they get onboarded? Well, Atom Accelerated now starts to become something where that can happen, even if it's not directly related. And, and so I think that, you know, this is a good example of it in, in practice. Um, I see that um, Luis is up with a question. So we'll, we'll move to Luis, if that's okay. Yeah. Let me, yeah, go ahead, Luis. Hello, everyone. Uh, Liska here from Interblock. I just wanted to uh, share my, my thoughts that I share on the forum, and I think it, it's been mostly addressed, and I wanted to thank you guys for it. In, in the end, I think uh, everyone kind of agrees that ADAO was, uh, had a successful first term. But there were some gaps, and I think you guys are aware of them. So, so, so it's good to to see that that the feedback has been well received and and taken into account. And I think in the end, with with DAOs, uh, the most important part is to be uh, communicative, transparent with the community as much as possible, even erring on the side of over communication, just to make sure that. Everyone's on the same page, you know. Thank you very much, Luis, for for your comment. And this is Yusa speaking. And I've 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 seen your comments multiple times on on the forum. And look, we we get better when we get challenged. And one thing that I want to uh, ensure that uh, everyone understands is that in year one, our lack of communication or uh, involvement of the atom community was not uh coming from a bad intention it was mostly coming from the fact that we completely lacked the resources and we were uh, overwhelmed extremely fast and that and that gave uh, the outcome that that you saw and we're trying to learn and iterate and again there is one constant uh for us which is crucial to abide with, uh, to abide for, which is that we are owned uh, and uh, a committee owned DAO grant program, uh, and that the the voice of the committee is is uh, is the most crucial uh, element to take into consideration. And so, like you said, we like we're taking steps uh, to to involve more the community. One one other thing that I didn't mention during the call uh, is that for the RFP and high priority grant process going forward uh we will start uh discussing them publicly on the forum so luis i think that you're part of the prop 862 about uh, relayer operation uh you know I, I just posted on the forum from my uh, my personal account um how we can how a can help 
with Villiers operation around IBC. I think this is a critical part. And so we're very happy to to engage with you and the Villiers DAO that you've been setting up. I think it's a great initiative. And so you can expect much more, uh, uh, not transparency. I, I think we've always, we've always been transparent, at least on the, uh, you know, on pretty much everything, including the financials. I think financials are what matters. People want to know where their money is and, you know, our wallets are public. We publish them on our every transparency report. We put payment memos on uh, transactions, etc. But we can always do more. And so that I personally took that feedback of us not uh, including uh, the Atom Committee enough. I really took it at heart in a positive way, not in a negative way. Uh, and we're going to do much more of that. And so uh, we want to make sure that everyone can talk and give his opinion. And the best way to do that is basically to signal, uh, you know, our, how we intend to allocate capital. And that's the best place to do that is the Cosmos Forum. So expect from us much more involvement with the Atom community in, in, uh, in the 12 months ahead. And thank you very much for, for your comment tweets. Much appreciated. Awesome. Thank you all for, for this space. Of course. Yeah, and, and I want to thank Luis and every community member that, uh, you know, provides like meaningful feedback and criticism, even if it's criticism that's, you know, parts and negative. Like, I think that's really important uh, to for many of the team members, you know, because for me, I'm always in, uh, you know, Telegram and socials and try to voice, uh, you know, the community's criticisms and, and questions uh, to, to the team members. and. Uh, if it's something that you know requires uh, you know more additional conversations, I I happily reach out to anyone that's that has any major concerns. So um, feel free to reach out to me. You know, even on onto the next year. I think we're gonna. What's obvious is that more members from AADAO are gonna become much more uh, communicative with socials like Telegram and Twitter Spaces and answering you know uh, questions. So expect more more on on that from us. Next question, is it, uh, who's, uh, I have, we have Techno and, uh, and we have, where's Yusuf, I think you need to knock Techno down, actually, sorry, I did, I was struggling to get a word in, I did message, um, they're just spamming in the nest, so we can remove them, please, and then we'll come to Sean as the speaker, please. Yeah, sure. Um, Sean, please go ahead. So, uh, I was just wondering if you guys thought about, like, as for, like, communication and for like governance and for like you know the diversity of like the cosmos like community like why why not have like a, a representative or like reach out to a chance you know like have a line of communication with like an individual like i don't know like a, a delegate or like a un type of deal you know where like there's someone that has like direct access from each chain or like some something like that you know or some group uh, some some direct way to connect with you guys. That's it's an interesting point. We did so one of the things that I was responsible for last year was sort of I was kind of primary point of contact with, for example, the Osmosis Grants Program. Um, there is now a Neutron Grants Program, and there definitely were areas in which there were kind of collaboration between um, different. Uh, projects so for example with ogp we co-funded um the work on uh, metamask snaps and we also um contributed 
um, to mesh, the mesh security um, project that they led research on. And we discussed a few others, some of which were only of interest to one party or the other. I think there definitely is a space needed in the ecosystem for interchain collaboration. Um, you know, personal view here is that the ICF is not doing enough in this area. It needs to step up and it needs to kind of actually give more authority to the chains within it um, about what they want to do. Um, personally, and I don't mean to speak for Yusuf and Johnny here, but just because it was something I worked closely on, I don't think it's directly useful for that to be AA DAO. Um, there probably is some merit to such a thing existing and there being collaboration, but I also think kind of that diversity really matters. And one of the real challenges for AODAO is how to fulfill everything that's asked of it without growing into some sort of um, overly large and directionless kind of central entity. And I think that's a really challenging thing. Um, but it's definitely a model that we talked about um, and I think does have some merits. I just don't know what the correct execution on it would be unless, Johnny or, or Yusuf, you have any thoughts? I mean, I can I can share something. You know, what is, what is the, how can I say, what is the massive transformative purpose of EDAO? So as, a, as one of the founders, uh, I can say that my, my goal when we started EDAO with Better Future was always for EDAO to become uh, the most crucial public good for the hub. Because we are a public good, right? The grant program is a public good. Um, and I mean, obviously, yes, there are, there are challenges. and as we as we scale um it's going to be very important that we also scale our our public communications our involvement of the the community and make sure also that we uh we don't grow too large and too big and become a centralizing force and i don't you know i think one way to to address this is um for for the hub to progressively uh take ownership of our oversight committee. And that's I think gonna, gonna be uh that's gonna be critical. Um so that that would be my 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 I'm not sure if I'm addressing exactly the question, but yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be challenging. Uh you know as as AADAO grows, uh so uh, will scrutiny around us. And that's normal. Uh, anything that grows, it, 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 there will be more more scrutiny. And you know I, I think that scrutiny is a uh, is a great way to to improve and progress. We get challenged, and you know, like just like we, based on the feedback from the committee, we did many changes uh, on the forum for on on our proposal for the, the second year, uh, and that would not have poss been possible without uh, without uh, the the committee feedback. So we are constantly evolving, uh, you know, looking at the market conditions, looking at. Uh, uh, the hub situation, looking at our own situation, and trying to take the best, uh, the best steps to to move forward. I, I would uh, add on to this. Uh, so, we on the first year we funded three uh, teams. I would say that kind of uh, help with this, and one of them is Cosm Wasm by example for teams that want to build on Cosm Wasm smart contract. Uh, Cosmod, uh, this is for the SDK module registry. And then uh, we recently funded um, you know, Interchain Info um, to publish, you know, many resources on, you know, 
what's happening in Cosmos essentially. Uh, you know, maybe an idea would be some kind of like interchain council of representatives, like people from, let's say, Confio for Cosmosm, Binary for Cos Cosmos SDK. You know, uh, this is just my personal idea on it, uh, like so, like a representative team where builders that want to come to Cosmos, you know, want want to develop something, they can reach out to them and then they can guide them through through the next steps. But essentially, we 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 you know recognize that problem, and you know if there are applications that you know apply that we see value in, you know we find it towards this route. Any more questions in the audience? I think Stay can relax. Uh, requested earlier. I'm not sure. If, uh, yeah, if I don't see... jump in. No. Yeah, I don't see any requests here. Oh, give me one sec. Let me do it right now. Here you go. Stay relax. Floor is yours. Hello, hello. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Oh, awesome. Yeah, thanks for uh, putting me up here. Um, from from the recap that you just mentioned here in the space, um, it it becomes clear that the 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 Atom Accelerator DAO essentially is, is pursuing three topics, three main topics. Uh, one is uh, of course the the recent tokenomics upgrade where you work together with um, with um, what is it, Capital Effort. Uh, and the other teams. Uh, the second one that you mentioned is uh, obviously you also care about the performance of the token price. Uh, and thirdly, which is the, the, the majority of, of your task, I would say, are, are the grants. Uh, and especially regarding the grants, I would have a questions like, um, how, do you, how do you essentially uh, value these, these applications? Which, which KPIs are you using? Do you have like different segments, uh, like different uh, volumes for different grants? And then there also the, the KPIs, uh, KPIs are changing. Uh, do you also have different KPIs for different topics? Like um, we have probably also like some, some grant applications for infrastructure, some other grant applications uh, for, for other niches. I uh, want to ask regarding this. And secondly, uh, as you also mentioned here in the space, uh, you, you, you mentioned that probably like the majority of your work didn't really materialize as the grants are given out uh, and like they're like still developing. And I want to ask like how you following up uh, with, with the grant application uh, applicants and receivers. And uh, do you, do you have thought maybe about like a process splitting up this grant in different niches or like like tranches, uh, where you say like, hey, if you don't reach these KPIs for this grant, uh, you your grant gets withdrawn or you don't get the second one. Very good question. That's that's a large question. Yeah, <laughs> I think, look, I'll, if I'm trying to really succinct answer on this, um, yeah, basically all of that's already happened and been done. Um, but it, it, I think the biggest problem actually is that uh, Yusuf and Better Future only asked for nine months. And I think that was a huge mistake because by the time you've actually processed any applications, you've almost got no time for anyone to deliver. So, but then I don't think there'd have been any appetite for voting in something on a longer time scale. And I think that that's the, one of the tensions. So in terms of the way that the process has worked historically, which may not be how it works in the future, because the use have spoke already about transitioning from um, open applications to RFPs. But the way it worked in the past was that there were open applications. Every application was rated on the same categories. 
um, and they were rated around um, how much they kind of aligned with um, the sort of areas that we were interested in, um, the the strength of the team, the value to Atom, and the detail of their project plan, essentially. And if that did enough, then it went to interview, and we kind of did a lot of our due diligence and kind of dug deeper into the projects, and then it would go to vote within the DAO. And then if a grant was awarded, um, most of them were milestones. There were a few that it would be, you know, it's relatively small. So, you know, if it's $10,000, you're probably not going to milestone it. But they were milestoned, and then there's follow-up. And a lot of those grants that have not come to completion yet are still in their milestone processes. Now, I think there are some really interesting um, decisions to be made for whoever is sort of, you know, the grant lead that's yet to be appointed by a DAO in terms of, let's say a, a project misses a deadline on its grant funding. Does that mean it's terminated? Does that mean it's just extended? You know, we're working at the forefront of tech here. You know, someone missing deadline by a month. Should that mean that the project, the plug is pulled on that? And I think that one of the real challenges is that the community rightly will want the procedures to be robust. But if it, the more robust it becomes and the more onerous it is to apply, the less applications you get and the more things that you discount before they even start. And I think one of the upsides of AADAO that we didn't really talk about is the fact that there were over 200 applications. Um, and in terms of actual spend proposals on the hub, um, I th you know, in the last year, I think there may have been five or six. So or the bar that governance is, is too onerous for people that want to be funded by the hub. And I think there's a sweet spot that needs to be found in terms of how people run a process. Um, so that is kind of where we tried to be in year one. I suspect that once AADAO has appointed its grant lead, they will publish like we did the kind of categories that we were interested in and the way that assessments were done. Um, really complex area, and I think it is probably slightly more art than science in terms of the appropriate way to do it. And I know that's not a hard and fast answer to it, and it doesn't really talk about what's going to happen in the future, but I don't think that AADAO will be in a position to say that yet because they're in the process of recruiting a grant lead. So until that person's in post, I think the detail of it probably will be slightly up in the air. But uh, does that sort of, is that helpful stay can relax um yeah yeah pretty much and like there, there's also like a following up question which like straight up connects here uh the reason why i ask regarding kpis is like i think also for new applicants like they also wonder like hey do i get a grant like what what's the size of the grant and if these kpis are like like in, in a sheet or something and they can see like oh, okay maybe like uh i would be eligible but i should work on this kpi like to improve it or to get like this grant uh, I think that would be yeah. insightful. And secondly, as you mentioned, like with, with the main my, uh, milestones, I know like it's a lot of work that you have to do, 200 applications. Uh, you have to go through them. You have to discuss it internally. Uh, I know especially as like some of, uh, of you just work like uh, not full time, which is going to change now. Um, I know it's a lot of work, but I think also what the, what the community is, is saying from my feeling uh, regarding transparency is like they would like to follow up like on, on a metric like hey what's going on uh, i know you have a web page but uh, some people complained like hey like you have put the information there but it's not like like it's not giving the full picture that you maybe discuss internally uh, and i wanted to ask like regarding that yeah so i i can answer i yeah, can answer I mean, 
I, I was just say like so a lot of that probably was my choice um you know it was a team decision in the end but um one of the th- because i was responsible for the website and a lot of the comms um you can't give the community as much information as the community want and nor should you um and that's the that's the reality that yousef will not be allowed but can't say really it's not it's the bit that we shouldn't say but it's absolutely true and the reason for it is loads of people here are literally pitching for their business and if I come out and say this was a terrible application and the team are a load of scammers, well, maybe if they're a load of scammers, we should say that publicly, actually. But if we just say they're not very competent, they've put together a bad proposal and we publicly say that, that's very damaging and it's really hard for teams to come back from it. And then again, it lowers the um, likelihood of application. And the trust required in this process is quite high. And trust again is a funny word in blockchain because we're meant to very you know we're not meant not meant to trust right but these are not we're working you know the meat space and not just tech and i think that's really difficult and i i completely respect why the community wants to know more they want to know why did x application get rejected but why not and i just don't think it's appropriate for aadow to give that answer because i think it does a disservice to the grantees yeah, And I know that that will be a really disappointing answer, but that's one that I very much believed during my time on it. And I think it would have been very detrimental to give the community the level of detail that they're asking for. Yeah. Because I don't think it enables, there's so much context that goes into these grants that it isn't very useful. And I think what's mo- the most important way to judge whether you think AA Dow is assessing the grants correctly is to look at the outputs that are coming from the grants it does approve. Now, you can like them or you can disagree with them, but that ultimately is where it gets to. And I think it's just, it's a very difficult process to get right. And that's why I say it's a bit more art than science. And certainly someone else would, may take a different view from what I did. But I think that the kind of idea that the, com- that the community needs to have radical transparency is probably uh, detrimental to the overall process. And, uh, it, you know, that's, that's, challenging and I, i'm not sure that there is a perfect balance and maybe it was not transparent enough uh but certainly some of the requests that i personally received were um transparent to a level that would have been unhelpful yeah. um i would like to just add that you know i've noticed that there's a lot of great developers that applied but just didn't have strong applications so, uh, and just following up on uh, Bro and Bro's uh, question about smaller teams that didn't get any grants. Um, so, and, and I, I would just encourage you to just reapply with a, a stronger application next term if, if you, you know, you believe you have a good product. Um, and what we do, um, at least what we did on the first year, is that projects that uh, came close to, you know, winning a grant, we uh, essentially get on interviews with them and, you know, explain to them like where what part they lack or like where something needs to be improved and we send emails to say hey you know unfortunately you didn't get accepted but we encourage you to strongly reapply with a, a better application with you know these points addressed so um it's and like bendy said it, it would really it's it's really difficult and time consuming to kind of deal with every rejected applicant and say, this is where you went wrong. If you have 200 applications, then we would spend, you know, 90% of our time uh, criticizing and, and following up with, with the rejected applications and not moving forward with the accepting ones. So, so we had to prioritize there. 
And then one, I would add one last thing uh, for steak and relax question. Uh, so I agree with Bendy that we can like radical transparency in a grant program is not necessarily the best uh, approach. But one thing that I agree with you with take and relax is that I would say that uh, grantees, especially rejected grantees, have a right to know why they were rejected and not only why they were rejected, but also offer the pass on how they can revamp their application and increase their chances of uh, getting accepted the second time they, they, they apply. And that's, that's something that we couldn't do once again. Like, like I would say 75%, and Benji can confirm, 75% of the problems that we had in year one were mostly because we had a part-time model. And so my uh, strong uh, intuition is that we're going to be able to resolve most of those problems, at least problems in year one. I, I'm very sure that we'll see new problems arise in year two that we, we didn't encounter in year one. But one thing that we want to do is try to address as, to the best of our knowledge and our, our capacities, uh, the problems that rose in year one. And so one way to do it is uh, once we have a grant lead that we're in the process of hiring, we have full-time reviewers. So Johnny is going to be a full-time reviewer next year. That adds a lot of of, of brain power and, and, and capacity. And so we will likely be uh, in a good position next year to have a customized feedback for uh, rejected applicants. Now, maybe not someone like someone who's filling an application with uh, you know one line of text for each question. Obviously, like I, I don't think you need to respond to that to that person and and give it a customized feedback. But someone who's put enough time on the application, you can tell that you know he, you know he just like made the work or she made the work and spent like two hours preparing the application, etc. I think that person uh, completely deserves um, and and uh, a customized feedback on how to improve. And so that's something that we're absolutely exploring uh, in in year two. And you know by having more resources, more dedicated resources, those things are gonna be uh, are gonna be possible. Yeah, super, super appreciate the, the clarification and like the standpoint from from you guys. Uh, and there was also the reason why why I said like maybe metrics. One of them is the uh, application, like from one to five, like stars, and then maybe the impact from one to five, like different categories. And then like the the the, the applicant can see like, okay, hey, I have to work on my application. I have to work on the impact that I do. I have to work on on this on that. Um, but yeah, super, super appreciate uh, and kudos to you guys. Uh, I think the Atom Accelerator DAO is a, is a great starting point for for point of contact uh, in in the in the uh, topic of of grants. And I think if we after that figure out also how to do business development uh, in in that sense uh, with with like maybe a similar structure or something like that, where like because like PD for example is also like a, a different topic, right? Like it's it splits up in so many so many things uh like like bd with universities bd with institutions bd with other protocols bd with wallets but uh i think atom accelerate though is, is is a great great beginning and uh i think it's it's net positive for the ecosystem so kudos to your work and your time and your effort that you put in and yeah thank you very much yeah and, and th thank you second relax one last thing that i can add on on uh, uh what you just said about bd is um I mean, we can't be we cannot be accused of not listening to the community when we saw uh, the feedback from multiple members, uh, whether it's private feedback or 
public feedback on the forum on our BD and growth effort, uh, you know, the, the, the feedback was not great. Uh, and uh, we just listened and said, you know, like we have to reconsider this thing and we, we just uh, removed it uh, altogether from your proposal. But one potential good news, I don't know if it's, if it, we can share it as an alpha or, but like we haven't renounced to the idea of doing BD. And obviously, like doing BD with grants is clearly not the way to go just because, you know, the grant process is extremely slow. And so in BD, sometimes you see an opportunity and you just need to double down on it and, and act fast. And so grants are not great for that. And so that's why we, we thought about uh, having a specialized sub DAO around growth, BD, partnerships marketing, all those uh, crucial things. But one way, I think we haven't renounced the idea, but but with the way we want to do it going forward, if we end up doing it, uh, is to uh, be more, uh, the team needs to be more representative of the, uh, of the community, that's one. Uh, so that's feedback that we heard loud and clear that uh, people were concerned about the, the, the some members of the, of that team, and so we expected that that feedback, and that also also one thing that uh, but we didn't mention uh, during this call during this space is uh, the recruitment process itself, and so what we want to do for next year again go back to lack of resources we just didn't have Benji who was in charge of the website was also a reviewer in addition to being a dad and. Uh, uh husband and a full-time job so it, it was just like not possible to in year two uh what we promised is that the full-time um the full-time jobs the full-time openings openings will be uh, uh displayed on our website potentially on the forum that remains to be seen if the forum is a, is a good place to uh to post to the job openings but we will make sure that uh the community is informed in advance as soon as we publish something for job opening because it is in our best interest to hire atom community members and not uh you know members from other ecosystem because you know that if you hire an atom community member who's extremely motivated and has the competence the chances that he outperforms uh someone from our side are very high and we should always you know be uh, have a positive bias around hiring direct members from the from from the, the the atom community and so and then on bg again uh just to finish on on bg so what we want to do is what i said during the, the at the beginning of the call is you need to do you need we need to know what kind of bd we want to do right and so and that depends on the narrative itself what is the narrative if the narrative is atom as money then the recruitment that you need is going to be extremely different than another narrative like if you if you're if you're positioning atom as money then your recruitment around bd needs to be people who understand DeFi. you need to understand you need to have DeFi natives that can that understand what is protocol on liquidity that uh, that uh, know how to talk with uh, with other protocols to to push for for atom in the government side to whitelist atom as a preferred collateral etc so what we want to do um to uh, long story short uh, in I don't know when we'll do it because our top priority right now is to revamp the grant program and make it as sustainable as possible. So we need to make sure that we have our priorities in place. So the first priority is clearly the grant program. Once we are in good shape with the grant program that we revamp it the way we, we want, uh, then it will be time to open up a discussion um, with the Atom community on the forum, on the Agora and say, okay, what kind of BD do you have in mind? Is it, what kind of narrative we need to push? 
uh, and have that discussion in the open, in the wild, and design. I think what we want to do is co-create uh, this BD unit. Uh, maybe the community is not going to be you know, pleased and say, no, we don't want the BD unit. But I think that if we co-create it with the Atom community on the forum, on Twitter space, et cetera, uh, the likelihood of it being approved by their community, community is going to be drastically improved. And then once we have that, we do the correct hiring around the correct narrative. So it's not an idea that we completely abandoned. It's just that we're uh, retracting and reconsidering to come back stronger because BD is absolutely needed and we, we just can, cannot not do it. And so if someone else does it, if, if you see a DAO appearing like us, like a DAO, and do it with competence, we'd be super happy and supportive, et cetera. But if no one shows up, uh, I mean, someone has to take care of it and we'll be very happy to, to do it. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, that was all my questions. Uh, I wish you a happy holidays um, with your family and friends. Uh, take care of you guys and thank you very much. Thank you. Do we have more questions? I think we are good with questions. Uh, just, just responding to Brian Bro here, he said, because we didn't get any a structure response like a template. Uh, um, and uh, again, this is something that we're going to change in the next year. So uh, if you guys put on in your work and the application, I think the, likely the reason why you didn't get a structured response is uh, it, it was below a certain point threshold. Um, but like you have said, if you took the time to put in your applications and you, you should get, you know, proper feedback and responses. So if you do apply uh, and, you know, I'm, if I'm the one that's, you know, selected for the, the review, I'm happy to, you know, communicate with you guys and uh, along with other applications as well for any, any, any feedback and response and, and structure. So, um, yeah. we're hoping to change that next year. So apologies on, on that on our first year. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for coming. Uh, thank you for your support for Edao. Uh, it was a crazy ride in year one and, you know, we, we hope to come back stronger uh, in year two with the revamped grant program, more resources toward the Atom community and making sure that the Atom community uh, feels that they are heard because this is ultimately what we want to do. And happy holidays to everyone. And we'll see you in 2024. Thanks for all the questions, the thoughtful questions from the committee members. Thank you, Bendy, for moderating. Thank you. Uh, Jay for uh, co-hosting the event with myself, Youssef, and we'll see you in 2024. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you, guys. Have a happy holidays, and thanks for joining. Motherfucker screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of trash is under the dirt We rape them under the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and plate Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Motherfuckers walking around here looking faceless Trying to make a living selling friendship bracelets Dead ends dragging out the max amount of payments Red down days Got him acting all bankless Yo fam, what? Check these tokenomics They probing this bear Flexing broken honest I had to lay my soul down I'm just roasting honest And then to end a long day Eleven bowls of chronic Never known the politics
chick I was born to frolic It's been my policy to pollinate all over the plot We got a lot of apologists jumping in at the top We like to measure their velocity before they hit rock bottom Over impossible loss, it's all moss And I'm liking the odds Bond doing the morning, forming mycological bonds Flick the cap, yo, the road is highly involved Flip a coin, diary falls Motherfuckers screaming out loud, looking for mercy Before they find themselves working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse, misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the burbs I'll be numbing up first before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Sit and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy while the thunder is served Trying to figure out the max amount of dinner lace Stacked in non-toxic Just to get a better place Smacking on the hostage Like the shit is played for keeps Clowns, white knight, and all these Maybellines They call it implausible When model after model keeps on Ripping off the coat and going full throttle Eats, tearing apart your community All these low-hanging fruits Bearing zero liquidity Got a planet in reach Coming standard to each I'm on the back ten stargazing after the siege Commanding all the management to grab a few seats And then we'll round up the beasts And send a messenger east Y'all better sign a release When I'm bumping these beats Hands up if I got motherfuckers drumming the streets Yo, we got a few dubs We got a couple defeats And if you're coming for the king You better have some of each Motherfuckers fuckers screaming out loud Looking for mercy Before they find themselves Working a corner down in Jersey What could be worse? Misrepresenting the first come first serve Mentality stuck in the verbs I'll be numbing up first Before discovering what works And we'll see what other kinds of treasures Under the dirt We rape and plunder the earth Say and wonder about the worth and play Ring around the rosy While the thunder is served Tim Spaces.